the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. I am. Oh, man, it couldn't be any better. Life couldn't be any better because we live in a great country. America is great. Everybody loves it. They want to come here. So we just, we know how great it really is. Let's take it to the Lord's dear Heavenly Father. Bless the show. Bless the people listening. Bless everything they do. Absorbing all the teaching that you've blessed me with because the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding me in this show. And I thank you for this day and every day that they will grow and learn and be productive every day, understanding exactly what's going on in their lives, that they may help others, serve others, and love others. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I tell you what, so much is going on in the car business today. It's unbelievable. Man, just like right down, I'm showing it on Facebook, the cracking down on dealer fraud, just so much. Because um, we were talking about overhead. Overhead is a tremendous expense in this business. It's grown tremendously, and so many dealers are seeing it go beyond what they can make. Let me give the phone number out here. Barry's my producer today. He'll give you a, he'll answer the phones. And that phone number is 210-340-9585. And that's 210-340-9585. And so, so many dealers are thinking outside the box. But their box is, you know, not exactly what we'd say honest says here in this article, I'm reading the article, the, the coming crackdown on dealer fraud. Dealerships that employ flim-flam artists are about to get, get slammed. Well, here's the problem in Texas. We have 17 investigators, and that was the figure just a, a couple of years ago, and I don't think they've added any more. We have 17 investigators, and they put them all on the used car dealers. And I agree, yes, we need to look at the used car dealers because there's a lot of scams goes on there, a lot of fraud, a lot of bad situations. But there's really nobody hardly to look at the new car dealers. They catch them off the drift of chasing down the used car dealers, and the new car dealers get by what they want. Now, there was an article that we brought up a couple of weeks ago that talked about you need to know what's going on. This is, they were talking to the owners. You need to know what's going on in your dealership, in the F&I department. And they, they were thinking, why? It's because there's so much fraud that goes on in there just to give you an example, there's dealerships in this town that will sell you a car five hundred or a thousand under what it costs them, and you say, "Oh man, that's a great deal. It's so wonderful. I just bought one a thousand cheaper." Or two thousand cheaper, I can buy it anywhere else in town. I've done my homework, I've shopped, I've done everything, and I've found they won't give me this great, great deal. Hey, you believe in Santa Claus? Well, that's about what you're thinking on this situation, because you're thinking about Santa Claus. There ain't no giveaways anywhere. What they do is they get you so fired up, so 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 thrilled at a great deal and then they prepare you for the F&I department. Yeah, Bubba, get ready. 
get tied tied yourself to your seat and we're going to we're going to make a bunch of money on the F&I department instead of losing a thousand we're going to make three four five thousand if we can't we're going to send you down the road oh you don't believe that that happens every day at dealerships all over this town they get you in and then they put add-ons they put F&I department works on you so hard they can Pump up. I know one dealership that adds eighteen hundred on add-ons that might cost them a hundred and a half. Would you spend a hundred and a half to make eighteen hundred? Bet me, buckwheat. I guarantee you, I would. Well, that's what they do. And then when you're in there, they can find other avenues of adding some more money. And like I say, they end up making three, four thousand on you, and you're thinking you're making a great, great buy. See, but that they got your it's part of mind control. They convince you you own this brand new unit. They convince you that you've got it so cheap. They're psychiatrists. They're going to school on you every day, understanding exactly what's going on in your life. How do we push your button? We've already sold you this car at a tremendous savings compared to anybody else. And now you're going to walk in here and we're going to figure out exactly how to push your button. Yeah, you need comfort. You need safety. Hey, we're going to save this extended warranty, and you're going to love it. Well, come to think about it, I've heard that's, oh, man, you're going to love the new system. This is this is auction talk for everybody out there. You're going to love the new system. Well, I don't know when, about the time they change it to something else. But this system, they work on you. They do it every day. They're trained. They have classes. They have emails with classes on Internet. They have professionals come in. Then they have the sales meeting. Then they have closing meetings. They have so many meetings. And then they take all the salespeople to come together and say, okay, how did this guy walk out? Why didn't you, you, you got him close at this figure? And then they have the meetings with the F&I department. Now, we're sold this one. It's losing five hundred, a 1000 We need to make that up in another three, 4000 They know the scorecard. They bring in the code. And you guess what? Home field advantage. It's just like a football game. We're right in the middle of football season. And they got managers. They got professionals. They got owners. They got sales managers. They got closers. They got film. They got past history on you. They look at your credit. They look at everything. So they know exactly how to close you. So when you walk in there, price is one thing, one way of making money. And there's a today's technologies, today's Internet, today's training, today's studies have gone to a super level because overhead's gone to a super level. And that overhead's up here. Well, they had to work and work and work to get it to go past that to make money. We want dealerships to make money. You know, we we love our real estate people. They just slap 6% on us, and we hug them and say, oh, thank you, you know. You're working for 6%. And they don't work as hard on a piece of property as the car people do. I've had this argument with these real estate people, I know. They they wander you around and just in case till you fall in love with something and then they sign you up. Well, the salesperson has to get in your head. They have to get in your thoughts. They have to work on your emotions, your desires, your to reward yourself. And so they've got a lot of work. So yeah, we want them to make money, five, six percent. I had a Toyota dealer tell me the other day that he could work on two and three hundred profit as many as they sell. And they make a little bit on a, and, and be fine. He said, but we've got to stay ahead of the owners. We've got to stay ahead of what's going on. And, and I understand that because it takes so much money to open up. There's so much exposure. But is that our fault they want to invest $30, $40 million? Is that our fault that they have that overhead? Is it our fault that they're making the decisions they're making? We didn't put them in that position. And, and if it had, if the manufacturers had their way, you'd buy it online, order it online, it'd drop ship at a point here in San Antonio, they would get it ready. The dealer, the manufacturer would pay the, 
the make-ready place to get it ready and deliver it to you. And they would cut the new car dealers out if the manufacturers had their way. They don't care about the dealers. They'll slam them with a bunch of inventory every chance they get. Hey, manufacturers are after numbers and nothing else. And that's why we're sitting in the situation we've got. We, there's some dealers that got 16s laying around. There's some dealers that got lots of 17s, and now the 18s are here. There's a lot of now. Houston has had record-breaking numbers sold new. There's Toyota dealers down there that sold 1,500 in the last month and made a lot of money. It's because people had to have vehicles, and normally they sell three, four hundred. They're up five, four, five times what they normally sell. You know, so. We we thought we'd see a tremendous amount of buyers come up here to buy. A lot of people bought new. Hey, mine's gone. Insurance painless. Let's just roll it into the payment. Make decisions today that'll pay off tomorrow. Make decisions that you're not in debtor's prison for 72 and 84 months. We don't know what this market's going to do. We don't know what the economy's going to do. And we sure don't know what these crazy politicians are going to do. You know, they talk about Trump being crazy. At least he's he's for the betterment of our country and the betterment of everybody else. Yes, he's not perfect. He's far from being perfect. But let me tell you something. I don't want those houses or, or senators, House of Representatives, senators being president. And sure don't want those Communist Party people wanting to do it, like Barney and everybody else up there. So are you productive in your life? Are you making the better decisions? Are you in those ones that, you know, let's start today. Let's get a new life today. Let's start thinking about our purchases, what it really cost us. You know, and you you don't think about, you know, that $600, $700 month payment that goes out. How hard do you work? How many hours do you put in after tax money? So that 600 really cost you seven, 800 because you got to pay income tax on it. And how hard did you work for that? You make $100 an hour, I don't. But, I mean, if you made $50 an hour, that's 12 hours, really 14 or 15 hours of your work that goes away to entitle you to drive a car. I want to be productive. I want to save the money. You know, these investors talk about, if you put away three fifty a month for twenty years, you can retire. Hey, I've seen car payments and truck payments lately are eight and nine hundred. You don't think they can't save five hundred of that by driving something that's good, used, dependable? Maybe even more. And how much are you saving when it's paid for? How much can you invest there for the future? How much can you help other people? Who need help. Take that money that you're using wisely and invest it wisely. Not in something that's going to lose a tremendous amount of money. We've talked about the last two or three weeks. Oh, man, they got Mac Daddy truck coming. $100,000. What's that truck going to be worth with 120,000 miles three or four years from now? 25000 here we go, $75,000. you got to make 100000 to pay that 75000 not count interest, maintenance, upkeep, insurance. So it's all up to you. What are you doing with your time, how hard you're working? goes from there, your money. Or are you investing it? Are you investing your money in an automobile, automobile that you you pray every week that it don't break down, that you pray that it keeps running, you keep pray that it don't lose too much value, and you pray that it's worth something when you get through making that last payment. Well, I hope that uh, that I'm opening your eyes in that situation. Now, I've had a lot of people have, you know. I'm writing, I'm in the middle of starting my second book. We're about to put the first book out in public pretty quick here. And we're, Chuck, thank you, Chuck. He's putting the final touches to it, my ghostwriter. And uh, he was in the car business. I sold him cars for 20 years. He had a used car lot in Universal City and did well with it for years and years. So, and he's my ghostwriter and he's finishing it up. 
but I'm already starting that second book. But I'm listening to you. What questions do you have? What do you want answered? How deep do you want me to go? And we're going to talk in this second book a lot about consignments because I get so many people who want me to consign their cars. And that's a whole separate lot. But the problem is consignment lots are working on your money. You're making those payments. You're making the paying the insurance on it. And they're working you harder than they'll work that the buyer. And there's even one in this town, if you have an old car, that he'll consign it, sit it on his lot, try to make a whole lot of money, try to beat you up, beat you down, look for a reason. He... There was a little bitty scratch on one of the consignments, and I know the people real well. And they charged, wanted to charge him, well, they did. They charged him $270 to fix this little bitty scratch. Probably somebody would have charged $30, $40 to fix it. But he was going to charge 270 on this consignment lot and never did it. They never fixed it. The man paid the 270 He was trying to sell the unit for his daughter. Get her. She would already bought another unit. And so they're trying to get rid of this unit. And so the guy tells him, don't sell it, Randy Adams. I'll get you 2000 more. Well, three months later, he hadn't sold it. Three months later, he hadn't fixed that little scratch. Three months later, he's trying to charge him 350 to take it off his lot. He's already charged him 270 to go sell the unit. And so... Well, I told him the right things to say, the right things to look at, look at his contract, this, that, and the other. But anyway, he was going to charge the guy for, instead of leaving it there four months to get it off there in three months. Here they'd already made three payments. They already paid the insurance for 90 days. And this dealer who's trying to scam all the money out of him because it's home field advantage. Remember about home field advantage? That's when you're on that other man's turf. Well, Home field advantage. Finally, I told him right the right things to say, right things to do. They didn't get their two seventy back because he done swallowed that. So you got to watch out for consignment lots, just like consignment lots on anything. These people, just to give you an example, I know of another situation, and the guy wanted fifteen thousand for his unit, and so they kept telling him it's not worth that, not worth that, and the unit was really worth about twelve thousand wholesale. Well, they had it priced up there, and the guy calls him. He says, I'll take 12000 for the unit. He's needing to sell it, needing to get rid of it. And so it sits around another week or two. He still needs to get rid of it. Another month goes around. Now he's desperate to sell it, and they get a buyer on it. But they don't tell him he's got a buyer on it because they want to get it sold and get all the money they can out of it. So he calls him, and he tells him, I'll take 10000 for the unit. See, they've telling me all this. They don't think I've got a good memory. But when it comes to business, when it comes to scamming people, my old memory clicks in pretty good for an old fart like me. I guarantee you. And so now he calls and he says, I'll take ten grand for the unit. And they said, Okay, we'll get it sold for you. Come on in and we'll give you the ten grand. They already got sold for fifteen thousand. Fair. What's fair? They're, tr- they're taking advantage of the situation. Most consignment lots will. I mean, I haven't seen many of them that won't. Now, if you got a little mom and pop, no overhead. But a lot of these consignment lots, they got fifty dollars to $100,000 a month overhead. And if they've got a lot of family working, now you can push up to 150000 a month overhead. How do they overcome that? By beating the seller. Bring the car in. Most of the time, these consignment lots can't get the money on their own. They've already went through banks or doctors or lawyers or whatever, and so they don't have that money. But their overhead is still tremendous because they've got advertising. They've got upkeep. They've got insurance. And if they got a bunch of family working, they got to pay all of them. And most of them, they got to pay their health care because it's family. You know, they may not pay their workers health care, but they sure will their family, you know. And I, I see that every day. So when you're working on a con, wanting to consign one, you better watch out. You're better off. And here we go again. What's the market going to be in 90 days <coughs> if they don't sell your unit? What is you Are you making payments? 
are you paying insurance? And you're gambling on 90 days, and it gets lot rot. Lot rot is a term because the car's been on the lot too long. And you'll you'll see, and it salesmen will walk around it. The owners will walk around it. Have they got incentive to sell your car? If they're making a bunch of money, they get fired up and want to sell your car. So you got to be ready in that situation. You got to know what the market is. You hey, shop, shop, shop. Find out what your vehicle's worth. Know to learn to buy and sell cars dot com, and describe your car to me. I'm not Auto Trader Buying Center. I'm not going to entice you to come into the lot, and then I'll put in a your VIN and cut the price down. Then I'll walk around it and beat you up. That's the way they wanted it. I signed up for 60 days. As soon as the 60 days were up, I was out. I want to be fair and honest with you. I don't want to fade your heat. Hey, that's why I ask for your VIN. That's why I get a good description of your car. Tell me everything about it. Now, for something I need to fix, not little bitty scratches, not this, that, and the other, not normal things. We're talking about a used car, not a new car. So... Describe your car. I'm going to make you. I want to buy your car. I need 100 cars right now. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll buy cargo vans, 15 passenger vans. If you need some good low miles, 15 passenger vans, I got some that's about twelve to 15,000 off of a new one. Cargo vans, about ten grand off. And I'm talking about 15, 16s, 17s with low miles. So, if, And I want your older units. I want what you have. Like I said, I'm working on a system uh, to pick up the cheaper cars and, and help people that's got those. Because right now, cars that are not running, if there's no way of, you know, you can't fix anything cheap anymore. Paint and body shops. I've, I've mentioned Ignacio, good friend of mine who I've been doing business for years and years. He has Central Point Collision off of Bitters. Give me a call. I'll give you Ignacio's number. Uh I've been doing. I've got a unit over there now. In fact, I tried to buy two more units to take to him, and I couldn't quite get them bought. But I buy cars with damage, you know. And there's certain cars. I had a lady that lives in my neighborhood walk by one day, and she saw me, and she said, "Aren't you Randy Adams?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." She said, uh, "We've got a Toyota Sienna van. It's got two hundred thousand miles on it." And we want to know if we need to fix it up or trade it in like it is. I said, don't waste that money, and it's going to cost – I've seen your van going down the street. It's going to cost you too much to fix it. I said, trade it in like it is. She said, well, we're following your system, and we listen to you, and we're going to the Toyota dealership that you recommend, and we just wanted to know if we ought to spend the money. I said, no, you, sp- you don't want to spend two, 3000 on a 200,000-mile 05 Sienna van. Make good decisions. Give me a call. I'm going to give my mobile number right after this, uh, we open up the second half of the show. We're about to take a break. Don't forget this number if you'd like to call in. We'd like to hear from you. Barry's waiting on you. I want to thank Barry, uh, Byron, and Michael for letting me on this station. It's a great opportunity to me to talk to good Christian people. And I want to tell you about an opportunity that's coming around, and it depends on what you want to do with your life in the second half. That What conversation I had with a general manager. So be sure and, and tune in and tell your friends to give us a call, 210-340-9585. Give us a call. We'll, there's no dumb questions. There's a million different situations in this world, and especially in the car business. So give us a call, 210 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five, and get your pen and paper because right after the break, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you my mobile number. That way, you can call me anytime. But keep calling. Now, I've had a paper about a month ago with a bunch of people on that list, and I lost the paper. Give me a call back if you haven't heard from me in the last month. I need to buy all kinds of cars, and one of them was a guy that had two hundred thousand mile truck that I need. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Just bought a a 14 Ford diesel with a bad diesel motor. Uh, I bought a Dodge pickup with a bad motor in it. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give me a call. Um, Just bought a 17 Camry. Uh, Trying to buy a 17 Denali. We buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give me a call. This is Randy Adams. Thank you for tuning in to learn to buy and sell cars.com. 630 the word. 
Thank you for this great station. Thank you for the people listening. Thank you, Christian brothers and sisters, for giving me a call. It's been a great blessing in my life. Against all odds, I'm doing this radio show. But I tell you what, when God's hand's on it, it will succeed. We'll be right back. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends. Text somebody. Call somebody. Tell them to tune in. We've got another 30 minutes of this show to go to the second half. And I want to talk to you about everything you need to know. I want you to think outside the box, common sense, to be the best you can be. We'll be right back. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offer valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello again, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. I love you. I hope I'm doing the best job I can. I hope I'm a mentor. I want to be with you. Remember, Proverbs 1 5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. But I love listening. You know, I used to not like listening. When I was a pure heathen and a taker, I didn't care about your opinions, I didn't care what you wanted to know. When Jesus Christ came into my life, he healed those issues that I had. I love teaching about inner healing. I've talked about inner healing in my life. I've talked about reconciliation to God. But when you become a giver, you want to give. You want to be a mentor. You want to help. And I want to help. And I want to listen to you. That's why we give this number. It's 210-340. 9585 for you to call in. But also, I give my mobile number out. And that's to buy your car, tell you what it's worth, help you out, answer questions. Right now, 95% of my business and my, and that come off the radio shows are to help people answer their questions. Give them options. Let them understand what's going on. Understand how the violations of the dealers are going on. Understand how tough it is out there and what a tremendous loss that you can have on an automobile or transportation. And I showed this, the cracking down of dealer fraud. And this is a dealer magazine. This don't go out to the public. This just goes to the the dealers. But I was going to, in the second half, finish reading what it says. When I use the flim flam artist... I'm referring to those folks usually, but not always, resident in the dealership F&I operation who are committing felonies. Right there, right in that red line there. Committing felonies. When money is your God, people don't matter. When all you think about is more money, more power, more situations, Everything, it's all me. And I have walked those shoes. I was super selfish in my life. So I understand and I can teach and I can talk about these things. Because the Lord put this ministry in me years ago, but he took me through some stuff. And he showed me the difference. Do you have the desire to do the right thing? Do you have the desire to be the best you can be? You know, I talk about, Unforgiveness in my life. My dad and I had a tough situation. You know, father-son situations. Well, family. Like I talk about, 99% of addictions are tied to uh, unforgiveness to mother, father, or spouse. 
Now, how does that tie into the car business? When you have unforgiveness, your head's messed up. You can't think right. When you have unforgiveness, you feel like you got something coming. When you got unforgiveness, you're going to buy something you can't afford. You're going to make decisions that won't work for you, your budget, and your family. And that's how that all comes about. Well, my dad and I sat down and we forgave each other. And our lives changed that day. The next day, when I looked at a situation, I wanted to do what was right, what was properly, what was correct. I didn't know the Bible. I hadn't been saved yet. But God knew that where I was going and the direction I was going, and I was going in His plan and His purpose for me. I didn't know it, but I wanted to do the right things. Now, are you wanting to do the right things? So I turned that around, and I'm going to put it in my next book. Dealers know the difference, but do they want to do it? Dealers know they have the control and power to put you in debtor's prison. But do they want to do it? Do they really care about you and your needs and your finances and your well-being? Or do they just don't care? It gets to the point where money's more important than people's lives and family. Lots of divorces are caused due to financial reasons. And the worst investment is an automobile or transportation. So that's probably on top of the list. Why not? You know, everybody's saying we don't understand millenniums. Let me tell you about millenniums. And I'm not one. I'm way past that. I got two sons that are probably past that. But let me tell you about millenniums. In my opinion, and here we go again, it's worth two cents. They've seen their parents with big houses, with big payments, with big insurance, with big taxes. They've seen their families with high-dollar cars that they're trying to outrun the value with payments. They've seen all that hassle. They've seen no money left at the end of the month. The stress on the marriage or the stress on the relationships, and they don't want nothing to do with it. I buy motorhomes and RVs. I buy a lot of them. I have a RV show on another station right now. We're getting knocked off because of A&M, and that's fine. But I buy RVs and motorhomes from people, and I, I give them uh, what they're worth wholesale, and I resell them. But I, this is more of a sideline. I make my living on wholesaling late model cars. So my overhead on RV business is low. Plus, I love them, and I I like dealing in them. But so many people now are living in them. You know, it costs, you can buy a pretty good camper for, you know, seven to $20,000. Now, a new one's 40000 and if you want to sell it in six months, it's worth twenty. You got to keep that in mind. In fact, I've got a... 16 that might be coming in that I can sell for 22,000. Those people paid almost 45,000 for. That's just giving you an example what you can do. You got to watch out. Now, if you want to buy a new one, I tell people if you can afford it, you're going to use it, you're going to keep it for six, seven, eight years, do it. But if you're not certain what you're going to do, I've got a buddy of mine that uh, bought him a brand new one. He said, I couldn't find a house in New Brunswick under. $250,000. He said, so I went and bought me a brand new fifth wheel camper, got it delivered, got me a site. And he said, I gave, you know, 45000 for it. He got the one he wanted. He could afford it. He had 45000 cash, you know. So, you know, the millenniums don't want all these big payments. They don't want all these big cars. They understand the loss of value. But sometimes the older people don't. And I had a man yesterday came. He's a radio listener. Thank you for coming by. And he wants. He knows what he wants. He's got the money. He's got the cash. And he's. He said, you know. But you know, do we live the best? You know, life short. But when do we really start living? I started living when I accepted Jesus Christ. But there's times in our lives when do we work all our life and then we don't enjoy it. Do we work all our life to pay somebody else? We're always going to have a partner in life, and that's Uncle Sam. He's going to get his part no matter what. I sold a piece of property the other day. Everybody said, you're nuts. Why did you sell it? I said, I got what was fair market, 
and I didn't want to pay the taxes. Well, it was going to be worth a lot more money in 10 years from now. I said, in 10 years now, taxes on that thing, I'd probably paid in $400,000. Now i got to overcome 400000 in the stress between now and then. We never own property. we got to pay taxes. I own rental property. I have rental income coming in, and I pay it out. A vehicle's not that away. We pay, we pay, we pay, and it, it's not worth nothing. I talked about a Corvette, and we went through this with some people the other day, and they were talking about hanging on to this car because someday this Lincoln four-door will be a classic. I said, they made too many of them, and nobody wants them, and we've got more classics than buyers now. Well, it'll be worth a lot of money. I said, well, in 78, there was this Corvette, the Indy Pace car, a friend of mine owned. And, you know, he thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I was buying, in 78, I was buying Corvettes all over the country, reselling them. It was a great opportunity for me. And I said, I need to buy this one. I got a buyer on He said, I'm not selling this one. It had a $31,000 window sticker. It was the Mac Daddy of the group. And he said, you know, and I ain't selling it gets a hundred grand. I said it's never gonna get to a hundred grand. This was in Corrigan, Texas. And I said, Mr. Duke, it's never gonna get to a hundred grand. He said, I ain't selling it to get a hundred grand, I'm gonna prove to you it's gonna be worth a hundred grand. That's in seventy eight. Well, eighty eight I went through there. I was always going through there and about eighty eight it was ten years old. Here I'm buying them cars for twelve, eleven, twelve thousand dollars. I said, Mr. Duke, you don't sell that car. He said, nope, it's got six miles on it. I'm going to sell it when it gets to 100000 I said, they're dropping. I'm giving 11, 12 grand for them. He said, but not with these kind of miles. I said, no, we're a 20-mile 20, 20 one, less than 100 miles. I can buy that car for, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty twenty two thousand $22,000. This one's going to be a hundred grand someday. I go buy their 98, 20 years older now. He said, well, are you buying them far now? I said, bought a 55,000-mile one the other day, give seven grand. Oh, I ain't selling this. We'll get to a hundred grand. Then we get to 08. Now it's 30 years old. Six miles on it. Still sitting on showroom floor. Still paying insurance on it. Still got money tied up in it. So then, along about 2010, I heard they finally sold that car. Wow, they got $30,000 for it. Now, why would they feel to taking that 30000 in 78? You could have bought a pretty good rent house for that. And rented it out. Got that income coming in every month. And in 2010, when he sold that Corvette for 30, that he paid 30, had 31,000 in 32 years prior, he would have had a $200,000 rent house that would have had income coming in, not losing money every month. Why do we want to hold on to this stuff? If you've got old trucks sitting around, turn it into money. If you've got old cars sitting around, if it's worth anything. A friend of mine's got a 54 Windows Chevrolet pickup. It needs restored. He's handled it 30 years. He don't want to sell it. I said, when's the last time you did anything to it? Oh, uh, never. I said, you drug it in here. You had it in the garage for years. Finally got it out of the garage. Now it's outside and it's deteriorating and you've never done anything. No. I said, you know, it's worth something now. Sell it now. I offered him $4,000 for the truck. I said, take that $4,000 and go do something else with it. Because if you leave it out here in the, in the weather, it's going to be worth 2000 soon. And it may rust down to 500 Sell it now. And so I tried to buy it. I, I drive a little old 64 Falcon. I got people trying to buy it. I've got two Volkswagen buses sitting behind my office. I get calls every week somebody wanting to buy them old Volkswagen buses. And they're cool. And I, Now, that's something, and I've got them out in the weather. I know I'm going to have to do something with that. But that's something that keeps its value going to go up. Volkswagen buses have gone up. But anyway, they're my business. If they're sitting somewhere else, you need to turn them into money. And I may sell them. I had an offer on them yesterday. I'm still thinking about it. I know. it's. I usually make decisions in five seconds. But when something is brought up to you in the middle of all kinds of other stuff, maybe you need to think about it a little longer. So 
where are everybody's thinking, your age, what's going on, how it fits your situation, how long are you going to live, what you can afford and can't find? There's only two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And man, them can't affords will cause hardship on your marriage, relationship on you. You got to get behind the wheel every day. You got to make them payments and that insurance. You got to buy tires and brakes and do everything. You ever been in that miserable situation? Or have you got yourself convinced that you're so right you're never wrong? You're so right you deserve it and you want to reward yourselves? I mean, where are you thinking about with your purchases? Do you become the vehicle? Does your personality fit your vehicle? Oh, I got to have a Corvette. I got to have a King Ranch 4x4. Is that your personality? Here's the problem. Can your personality afford it? A back pocket national. You know, when it comes out of your old back pocket, can you afford it? Your personality may cause you to be a train wreck and cost you a lot of money and driving one of them king ranches, them $75,000 ones when it hits 120000 worth, you know, $25,000, $30,000. Is that fun? Do you like losing that much money? Now, if it was your house... Would you get upset? But you're okay to lose the money on a vehicle. Well, we're going to get on another subject. I've, I've wore that one out for the day. Uh, but here's, here's something that, you know, we were talking about not everyone who knows how to live knows how to love. Not everyone who knows how to live knows how to love. Because they've got unforgiveness in their life. They've got issues in their life. They're not willing to get out and do the right things. Not willing to be the best person you can be. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for instilling that in me. Not willing to put effort in. You know, a little effort, you get a little return. Big effort, you get a big return. What kind of return do you want? What kind of education do you want? What kind of work ethic do you have? You know, we're only on this earth for a short amount of time. I want to be productive every day. The older you get, the more you think you're on short time. Especially as many times I could have died and gone to hell. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. So I'm thinking about the future. What can I do today to help me in the future? What can help my ministry? What can help me in everything that I do? But lots of people know how to live, but they don't know how to love. Do you love what you do? Do you love your decisions? Do you love your family? Do you care enough about your family to make a better decision? Do you care enough about your family and your finances to make a better decision? Are you going to let some salesperson control what you buy? They'll tell you what you can afford, and they don't know your finances. They don't know your family. They don't know your situation. They don't know your job. They don't know nothing, but they're going to tell you what you can afford, what you should buy. And so many people are gullible, and go for it. I see it every day. They come to my lot, they owe 15000 too much on their vehicle, and say, I, I bought something I shouldn't have, or I hate this car. You know, they're running all these commercials on radio and TV. Hey, if you stop making your payment, your banker's going to hate it, but stop making your payment. We're going to make you a better deal, so you're going to owe too much, but you're going to have a new car, and when you drive it off the showroom floor, you're going to lose another 10000 I'm going to help you in that situation. Come on in here, buddy. Come on to Home Field Advantage, and when you walk in here, we're going to tell you how much we love you, how much we care about you. But we're going to take every available dollar we can out of your budget. They don't tell you that. Have you ever had a car dealer apologize for burying you? Or a dealership or an owner? For burying you? Putting you in a bad position? Putting you in a, you know, I deal in cars. My market changes every day. I stay in the market. I live, breathe, and eat the market. So I stay ahead of the market. And that's what I do. That's why you'll see me constantly living in this market, understanding what's going on. Now, I talk to so many general managers, so many owners. It's amazing that these people, I'm telling you this information, but the good dealers, the good managers, want to talk to me. 
and that's about 20%. And I had one GM say, I'm not sure it's 20%, Randy. You keep telling everybody, he listens to my show quite a bit. He said, I'm not sure that 20% tell the truth. I said, well, I try to, you know, give a little grace, a little bit, you know. More grace you you want, y'all need to give a double mount the other way. I said, I'm just trying to make it sound right. You know, if I told everybody it's 10%, they may not believe me. But a lot of them believe me on 20 He said, well, I believe it's less than 20%. He said, because I understand what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about. And that's why I instill in our people. And if you're looking for a career, but it's it's not, it's a education and a career. If you're looking for one, give me a call, 830-708-4789. I'll give that again in a minute here. Give me a call. I'll tell you what's available for somebody in a situation to get an education Get a great opportunity to work for a great company. But you've got to put that effort in. You know, a lot of these new car salespeople, dealerships now, especially the bad ones, 80%, they hire everybody that walks through the door. And they don't care if you're a salesperson. They don't care. They're going to train you in their little snaky ways, uh, sneaky also, sneaky and snaky, how to sell how they want to sell. Now, some of these dealerships, if you got good credit and you want a cash price, get out of here. We don't fool you. We can't make enough money on you. That's truth. They want the guys that have bad credit or edgy credit or the credit that you're going to finance that you don't know your credit score. That's why I tell you to go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Follow the easy process. Go to ftc.gov. See what your credit score is. Look at your credit. Study it. Clean it up. I've got a man, if you need help to help your mend your credit, I've got the best around uh, and the best price. And he used to work for Dave Ramsey. Then talk to your bank, your credit. You can talk to a bunch of them. Just follow my system on LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Find out what your vehicle's worth right now. Go to the, describe your car. I'll make you an offer on your car. And so get everything in line. But see, they don't want a person like that. They don't want a person that's got any common sense, any education. You know, we go to school for everything in the world. But no, they don't teach you better decisions. They don't teach you finances on your vehicle, what you're losing, what it's costing you. You know, I, I, maybe I need to put a, a college-type kind of course or a high school-type kind of course completely online on what's going on in the business. What, and that's what part of this show's all about. We need – I had a professor. My dad was real good friends with a, a, the head professor on, on a, a, a department at Trinity. And one day he said, Randy, he said – I've been talking to the the head people at Trinity about you doing a course on selling and and what's going on in the car business. He said, I think we need a college course because these guys are coming in and they don't understand automobiles. They don't understand financing. I said, well, that's fine. And that's, you know, I've taught at churches. If you've got a church out there and I'll be glad to come in on some night or Saturday morning and, and teach a course and answer questions. I teach it schools. Don't bankrupt your parents, Bubba. Oh, man, I need me a GT Mustang so I can get some tickets. I can have a wreck. I can lose my license. I can have a big fight with my family. Aren't you having so much fun, Bubba? Don't bankrupt your parents. Hey, parents, they don't go for your kids. We had a lady in a grandmother. Wanting to spend fifty five hundred on a truck, we had a couple of options. Oh no, the kids said no. I want me a four wheel drive. I want a two thousand and twelve. I said your grandmother's giving you fifty five hundred. You spoiled brat. Take that. Get you good transportation and go to work. Get your own job. Get your own money. Your grandmother's taking her life savings and buying you a unit. I love these spot brat kids getting something for free and want the world when they're not putting no effort, no no money, no work into it. Oh, man, That's, I love these brats. And all he'll do is tear it up. He won't care about it. It's free. When you don't put no skin in the game, most of the time 
you know, it don't work. But, you know, these dealerships are hiring everybody to walk in the door. And you know why? Because they want you to sell your friends and your relatives, and then they'll kick you out of the dealership. And you know what? They make a lot of money because they train you to make a whole lot of money because they train you to say, put your family in a brand new car. And they'll, you know, they'll see that and you'll think you're so special and you'll tell them what a great deal. And we're making a lot of money on them. So get through your friends and your relatives and, you know, you'll be on top of the world. And about that time, you run out of friends and relatives and your sales go down and they kick you to the curb. Yeah. Well, there's better ways of doing that. Just in case you really want to get in the sales, you want to start at the bottom and go to the top. There's some time. But you got to remember, there's some issues that goes along with it. There's some long hours, but if you're good at it, you make a lot of money, and, and it's very successful. But I don't want you to do it like those those felonies in the FI department when you get that far. But if you want to be productive, if you want to grow, all you got to do is put effort in. But number one, hey, be a giver, not a taker. Jesus Christ will make you a giver. A taker? I was an expert in that, man. It was all me, and I was selfish to the bone. And it's thank you for changing my life. I want to give back. I want to be your mentor. I want you to understand. I want to open your eyes. That's why I wrote the first book, and we're going to the second book. I'm going to put three books just on this radio show. I want to teach you exactly what you need to know, but I want you to teach you so well that you can teach others, so well that you can help your friends and family. So well that you can keep your finances and your budget intact. Not cause hardships on your marriage. Not cause hardship with your family. But to be the best person you can be. God bless you. I love you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. I hope you understand what I'm trying to do. My phone number, 830-708-4789. Give me a call. God bless you, San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.